This is MuggleCast, your Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts podcast covering everything about J.K. Rowling's magical world. This week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible is the leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash MuggleCast. Welcome to MuggleCast, episode 286. Uh, Eric, Micah, and Mikey are here this week. Hey, Mikey, long time no see. I know. Hey, Andrew, how you doing? Good, good. Good to, good to have you on. Mikey messaged me bright and early this morning after the trailer came out. Can I be on MuggleCast? It's like, yeah. That's kind of what it was. I saw the trailer. I'm like, I need to be on MuggleCast. I love this. It's amazing. Ah! <laughs> really I think it was just like that, too. Early, wasn't it, guys? Yeah. I mean, it was like 5.45 and people were like in the morning. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm never up that early, but it just happened to like, I rolled over and it was like notification, notification, notification. Like I realize it's like 11 a.m. or close to noon British. So maybe that's why they did that. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually just flew back to New Jersey on uh, Sunday and yesterday, Monday, I slept till like 10 or 11 a.m. But then this morning I knew the trailer was coming out and I set my <laughs> alarm for seven or six. I had no problem getting up this morning. I was like, whoop. Well, that I'm must awake. be it, Andrew. They they waited for you to come back east so they can mess around with your jet lag. Yes, yeah. I'll be going to bed at like 4 p.m. tonight. Um. So anyway, the, you know, I was thinking back. The last time we did a trailer episode of MuggleCast that discussed a new Harry Potter oh, trailer was back God. in June 2011 for Deathly Hallows Part 2. And wow. What do you know? Here we are again. Um, Four and a half years later. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it. But first, a quick little plug for our Patreon survey that we brought up on the last episode. We are considering, as you may have heard last last episode, uh, launching a Patreon uh, with the main objective to bring to make the show weekly again. So we'd love your feedback on the Patreon, what you would like to see from it, how much you'd be interested in contributing, contributing. Just go to MuggleCast.com and you'll find the link right at the top and it'll just take a couple minutes. So. Thank hey, you thanks for your to everybody time. Who, who has been filling that out. It's provided great information for us. Absolutely. Yeah. So getting on to the trailer now. Uh, this was about one minute and 45 seconds of Wizarding World goodness. Uh, what was everybody's first impressions? I'm going to let Mikey go. Mikey, what was your first impression? <laughs> uh, I was just like right from the beginning with Lumos Maxima. I was just like, oh, this I, I, you understand. I got like really excited. Like it came out. I was How on my way excited. to work. <laughs> I, 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 so here's the thing. It came out. I was on my way to work. I didn't watch it while driving. I wanted to, but I'm like, no, that's just unsafe. You know, I'm responsible and all that. So uh, I waited. I got into the parking lot and I started watching it on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's really cool. So then I went into work and then I watched it on a big computer screen and I was really excited. And then like everyone else wanted to see what it was because they saw me just geeking out over it and they yeah. knew it wasn't Star Wars. So they're like, what else are you geeking out over? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. So I, I was just super excited for everything. Um, I, I will say like the my favorite part though had to be him opening the case and you hearing all the sounds and everything. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> like it's just, it's like they can make movies after movies of this. I, I want it to be like an Indiana Jones style adventure of hunting down animals and it, 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 oh man, like, you know, a Pokemon type thing, catch them all or something like that. It would just be fun. Yeah. Okay. Eric, well, how about you? Oh, oh, uh, you sure you don't want to go to Micah first? <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to notice a trend here, but, uh, I, I really, uh, liked it to, to Mikey's point. It's almost like a throwback to 
Potter trailers of the past in, in the sense that you, you, as soon as you hear Lumos Maxima, you get that feeling, that sense that you're going back to the wizarding world. And, uh, it, it just, it's like things never changed. And uh, there were a couple moments I'm sure we're going to get to talking about the trailer in a lot of detail, but things that reminded me very much of Harry Potter, uh, the, uh, the scene with the woman whose name, uh, I don't know, yet know uh, when she's talking to what what I'm assuming is is our equivalent of of the Minister of Magic, and uh, you know it is very reminiscent to me of of the Ministry of Magic scene when when Harry has to go in and sort of uh, stand his trial and Dumbledore speaks on his behalf. So uh, I'm sure that for those of us who have gone through uh, growing up with Harry Potter, there's going to be things that we're going to come across that's going to take us back uh, to you know, things we've experienced already. And I really, uh, I'm excited. I, I didn't think I was going to be as excited and I know we didn't even see any fantastic beasts, but, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really pumped for, uh, for this movie and it's, it's a year away. So plenty more to talk about moving forward for sure. Eric, are you, are you about to like share bad news with us? I feel like you keep delaying it. What are you, what are you waiting to say? Okay, I, I, I think the opposite. I think it's just going to take forever. It's courtesy. It's courtesy for, to let you guys go first. No, no, no. It's, it's actually, so I saw this trailer twice today. Uh, the second time was like 10 minutes ago prepping for this episode and I actually really liked it. I thought it was great. The first time though was this morning again and maybe it was 545 in the morning. But I did not like it all that much mm -hmm. as a trailer. I, 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 well, to start off, if they wanted to get on my good side or just wanted to not get on my bad side immediately, they should never have opened with Lumos Maxima, which is reminiscent, yes. of course, of Alfonso Cuaron's, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban movie, which is my least favorite of the movies. David Yates didn't even direct it. So it's like, I don't, why is that even in here? <laughs> and it's a, it's a made up spell. Guys, yeah. it's a made-up spell, and it, it angers me physically like I shake. You know, I just want to jump in for a second and say I, you are not the only one complaining about this. I've seen a lot of people complaining Thank about the you. use of, of Lumos Maxima today. Because what you mean by it not being a, real is that it's not in the books, right? Yes. That, no, and that's and that's exactly it. But, it, like, Lumos, is a, Lumos should be good enough, you know? Lumos, Lumos, Lumos Maxima. Also, it's just like a tiny little light on the screen. What would he need to do to fill that entire screen? Like, mm -hmm. really? It's, no, but that's not, that's just semantics. What I mean is, now that J.K. Rowling has the writing reins, she is very, she's very clearly, like, she's basically, she just canonized Lumos Maxima. So that pissed me off. <laughs> that's that's, yeah. that's what it's I was about. canonized now. There's nothing wrong. She wrote it there. Well, but yeah, but before there was book canon, there was movie canon. Now it's just like, yeah, I liked what the movies did. I'm going to put that in my movie. And that's that's fine she she has a right to do that but immediately like starting off with that i'm like okay i'm irked because i remember that i and, and mikey i even if you love prison basketball which is fine a lot of people people i respect do as film and in general as an adaptation even people like it but in general i think we can all agree as readers of the books that the movies are uh, substandard or or lesser than what the books deliver and so i was immediately though reminded of that i was like oh wait this is a harry potter style movie it's not going to be as good as if we're getting a harry potter style book so immediately i was just like slumped i really blame this on like 5 45 a.m so <laughs> it, but Eric but in general i was like i was just moved the wrong way 
to start. And then the rest of the trailer for me was just ruined. I was like, why are these titles so slow? You know, taking forever to be like, Warner Brothers Pictures is wishing, inviting you back. I'm like, this is forever. And there's like four scenes in this entire thing. It's yeah. Like, I had well, problems with it, but they weren't necessarily all justified. Uh, about the lack of footage, I, I I saw some people also say, well, there wasn't enough in here. The thing you got to remember is this is, first of all, they did call this an introduction trailer, whatever that it's means. A year by out. Their, You're a year and an, away. Exactly. We're an still a year away. Trailer? Yeah. We, we it's don't. It's a teaser trailer. You know? Right. Yeah. We don't want everything spoiled now. We want to have stuff no. to look forward to. Definitely. Agreed. And, yeah, like, and even the plot. I, I, don't, I don't mind a bit that we didn't really hear about the plot in this. Yeah, teaser trailers are always super short, or and they just don't do anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can tell you about teaser trailers from other films, and you can look back and think about it, and it literally is, you know, they're usually short. This one was actually surprisingly long for a teaser announcement type trailer. It's all those because titles, of those titles. Like, yeah. They take like 30 <laughs> but you know what? Like the titles look really cool. They do look really cool. So you can't they argue cool. with that, right? Yeah. No, they, they're, they're very masterful titles. But like moving from the, the initial Lumos Maxima, I, it opens on this character, Porpentina, uh, who's oh, been pointing out that. Newt, Newt's future wife. Uh, holding his briefcase, and I'm like, who is this chick, and why is she holding his brief? Where is Newt? That's Newt. That's Newt. Newt is a girl. I thought it was Newt, because you see her from the back uh, when it first opens up, and I'm like, wait a minute. Who is she, and why does she have Newt's case? Where is he? Now, again, on second viewing, I realize he's probably out there trying to catch the beasts like he has no time to yeah. to bend to the will of the American government. I loved that opening shot of Tina, and my first reactions when I watched this, I just had this moment of surrealness. I was just like, holy crap, are you watching a trailer for a new Harry Potter movie? This is yeah. crazy. And, and I was just kind of in shock through the, the beginning of the trailer. And um I loved one of the things uh, that immediately stuck with me was the music. Now, I know this music, trailer music, doesn't really ever show up in the... Uh, movie. But one thing that was interesting was that at the end, we did get a little bit of Hedwig's theme. Now, of course, this Hedwig's theme really became synonymous with Harry Potter. Um, it really became the Harry Potter theme song more than anything. And they inserted it in a way that was different. It was unique it, and it was subtle. And I really liked the way they did it, but they cannot use it again. This is it. Hedwig's <laughs> theme is for the Harry Potter movies. Hedwig, Harry's pet. They cannot use it again. You, I, you know, I, I don't know about that. Like, I, I it took me a two or three watches before I actually noticed it. I was just like, I don't know. I think by the time it came on, I was just too excited and I was like giddy about it. But you couldn't hear it through your tears. Is it at the yeah, end? Yeah, that's kind of what it is. It is at the end. Oh, Eric, okay, you didn't notice it's at the this? Very end. Yeah. No, because I thought it was like it's like in a minor key or something, right? Like, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a little mixed. It's different. Mm-hmm. I thought it was different enough that I really, genuinely thought that that would be kind of what they're trying to do as like a legit Fantastic Beast theme, like yeah. to have to have it be familiar, um, but at the same time different enough that it doesn't break the internet with hatred, but. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, the music in angry, general. Just, the yeah. problem is, I feel like it has to have. They have to keep that theme in there somewhere. Right. Because like, here's the thing. Like, mm. all right, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about Star Wars. But think about it. Like, everyone knows the Star Wars theme. It doesn't matter which film it is, where it is. It's 
that beginning couple notes, like you know it's Star Wars. And again, John Williams, who did Hedwig's theme. So you can't not <laughs> use it in some way, right? Yeah, like you have to somehow. And it, it's some, synonymous with not just Harry Potter, but they didn't even mention Harry Potter in the film. They used Wizarding World. You know, you bring going back to that environment, that world that was created by none other than Miss Rowling. That is yeah. interesting. I would have, if you asked me yesterday if they were going to mention Harry Potter, I would have said yes, that you would have specifically seen Harry Potter mentioned well, like they did J.K. Rowling. But can I ask a question? I haven't had a chance to go through and look at a lot of the news that's been created around this, but I can almost guarantee that a lot of them have Harry Potter in their headline. <laughs> oh, I'm sure yeah, they do. True, and, true. And, and in all honesty, you know, even the book, I don't have the book right in front of me right now, but doesn't it say Harry Potter? You know, uh-huh. it, it, Harry Potter's Harry textbook. Potter, it, came with, yeah. it came with the, uh, what do you call it, the other one. Yeah, yeah, but they were Quidditch, Quidditch the Ages. Yeah, I, I, I have them. I just, but I don't think they need a brand. This is Harry Potter, especially if they're going to do more than one film, which I'm sure that's what Warner Brothers wants. And I would love to see a whole series of. They're doing a trilogy. Yeah, I know uh, they're doing a trilogy, piece. but I'm feeling you know Warner Brothers. You look at Marvel, look at Star Wars. You know what they're going to do? They're going to just have a new film every year. I can see a Wizarding World film or you know a, a Wizard film coming out every year, also being the big franchise that Warner Brothers pitches. I, I doesn't I, start that way. I don't know, but you know, I can definitely see something like that happen. I don't disagree, but uh, it's going to come down to what J.K. Rowling wants to do. I mean, she still has a very firm grasp on everything, so unless she wants to do it, I'm not sure it's going to be happening anytime soon. That's true, and. Whether she's going to write everything versus right. hand off, you know, scripting and everything else to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do agree with what Mikey said, though. I, I think you need to have it in there because there's something that just clicks in your mind when you hear Hedwig's theme. And, and that's what I think Warner Brothers is looking for here. Now, granted, they do mention J.K. Rowling. They do mention the Wizarding World in the trailer. But as soon as you hear that music, uh, now, I think that they should look to go and create a bit of new music for, for these films that, you know, people identify with Fantastic Beasts. But the fact is a huge multi-billion dollar franchise was created around Harry Potter. And that song is just so identifiable. So to think that they wouldn't use it, I mean, just coming from like a business or a marketing standpoint, like is a huge miss. Like they have to use it. Yeah, uh, I. But I feel like I don't know. I I feel like that's that this should be its own thing. We should separate this from Harry Potter. I, I, if we're accepting Hedwig's theme as the universal Harry Potter theme, then maybe it should be renamed. I don't know. It it well, it doesn't feel right for me to well, for them to keep using okay. that. So I don't have my iTunes open with all the themes from the different films that were not scored by John Williams. The main theme was it referred to as Hedwig's theme because they all used Hedwig's theme in that intro, or did they call it something else and they just took motifs the, from I, it? I think on the first I, soundtrack I, it was Hedwig's theme. Well, uh, I know on the first one, but I'm thinking like I'm thinking uh, I'm opening up iTunes now while we're doing this, and hopefully it doesn't cause my computer to freak out. Like they had the the riff. But, yeah, think of a uh, what do you call it? Um, Goblet of Fire. It was it was I don't remember the direct the composer off the top of my head right now, Hooper? but Nicholas Hooper. What yeah, it was that? Hooper. I don't know. There's been so many, and I don't have them all in front of me. I feel so bad. Patrick right now. Doyle, Nicholas Hooper, and Alexander Desplat. There you go. So you have it open already. So who? So what was the name of that fir- the first song, the opening song there? It was Hedwig's theme, and they called it they called it yeah. Hedwig's theme. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I know it sounds different. 
Yeah. Well, but but I mean, I, my um, my girlfriend pointed well, out something to me today, which was that, and I correct me if I'm wrong, Mikey, but like the Sorcerer's Stone tr- teaser, like that came out a year before that film or months before that film, was like the owl dropping off the post, like dropping off the letter, and it was Hedwig's theme playing. Like that is, if that's true, that is iconic. Like if it's true, that is, um much more powerful and much more moving and you know it's 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 obviously going to be hard to try and recapture that um, yeah in a, in a teaser or in an what are they calling it an announcement trailer something like that an yeah. announcement trailer yeah anyway yeah. Let, it was more than a teaser it was definitely more yeah I, I can see it being an announcement type trailer let, let's get back to the trailer here though so um a couple other things we say like we said they're, they're we we do get a couple good scenes like uh you know Tina in Mac USA explaining what happened with Newt and uh they we we actually see Carmen Edjogo as Serafina uh she appears to be the she's the head, head the president of Mac USA I guess you could say um That's she's really cool. she's so, in a position hold, of power Can I go back real quick talking about the soundtrack so the Hedwig's theme in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire soundtrack is called The Story Continues. Mm. Right? Story Continues. So it's not called Hedwig's theme, but they use the motif in it. I knew, yeah, it was the first one that John Williams didn't do. And that's why I brought Goblet of Fire up. And it's called Story Continues, and it was done by Patrick Doyle. So, sorry, it took me a while to look at it. But the, in this movie, it's going to be called The Story Goes Back in Time. <laughs> no, it's going it's, it's to you know, be, you know, something wizarding or something magic or something, you know, Something different, but it's going to use motifs from it because, like like I said, it's they used it in, in every other film, and they didn't call it Hedwig's theme. Only yeah. on the original film did they call it Hedwig's theme. Everyone knows it's Hedwig's theme. The only the only way they could get away with calling it Hedwig's theme is if they used the exact track on future films, which is never going to happen. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, and that's and that's why it's a different track, and this is going to be a different track, and they'll call it something else. But they're going to have to use it because they used it in all seven or eight films. Okay. Yeah. Well, I disagree. But let's move on. <laughs> well, and I will just add v- very quickly, Patrick Doyle, we did interview him. I don't remember if we ever asked him about that. But if people want to go back and listen to when we had him on the show, I don't know even how many years ago that was at this point. But it's in uh, the archives. He was sauced up. It was great. You'll oh, that's it. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> We are going to continue our discussion of today's trailer release in just a moment, but first it's time to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. They are the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of MuggleCast, Audible is offering you a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their very helpful service. And with all the anticipation around Star Wars this week, my recommendation is the novelization, the official novelization of Star Wars The Force Awakens. This is a top secret project, but it is going to be released on December 18th, the day the movie hits theaters around the world. This is a really cool recommendation because nobody knows what's going to be in it. What's going to be in this audiobook version of the film? So I think this is going to be really fun to listen to. Uh, We'll probably learn more details of the story, I would imagine. And a quick reminder, all seven Harry Potter books are now available on Audible. They've been available as audiobooks for a while, but the 
Audiobook versions by Jim Dale are now available on Audible, and you can get any one of them for free. AudiblePodcast.com slash MuggleCast. Use that coupon code to get a free audiobook of your choice. Maybe Star Wars, maybe Harry Potter, whatever you want. AudiblePodcast.com slash MuggleCast. And we thank Audible for their support of the show. So, um, we see there's a scene, a couple quick clips. We see Colin Farrell as Graves. He is the Auror. We talked about him on the last episode. I, I remember saying it's going to be cool to see an, an Auror, uh, a powerful, reportedly powerful Auror uh, named Graves in this movie. And there's a shot of him standing in a room where a beast clearly broke out of because one of the walls is completely missing. Gone, and the fire escape and the ladder's bent. And yeah. This is my favorite shot. Of the trailer, that or announcement teaser thingy, like this is, it's, it's an easy favorite. It's because it's so on- it's, ominous. You're like, what happened? Where's what the happened? beast now? Yeah, the building is just ripped apart, and it, it looks so cool. I'm looking yeah. at the picture right this now. This is like, this is like Lillian James's like cottage that I'm looking at right now. It's just hole in the in the top, but reminiscent of it. You mean? Hopefully, well, yes, rem- reminiscent. I, I certainly hope that nothing is tragic happen when the when the beast broke out um well i would guess so because if the if the nomages want them out of there then gosh i bet i bet something tragic did happen this for a second so i believe in the first scene with poor patina she says wizard uh she's talking about newt a wizard from britain is in town etc etc so they call them wizards but they don't call the muggles muggles it's still Nomad. And Andrew, you put in your post, was this today that, that WB released a new um, synopsis? Was yes, t- today which does that reference Nomadges. Yeah, and I'm just, the more that this has time to, the more I have time to digest this, the more I hate it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the more I like it. No, 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 no Madge. Like, again, I want to see the entomological uh, history of hyphenating words that are like really just dumb and simple and straight for like on the nose. And I'm just like, I can't abide. Just tweet that. at JK Rowling. And ask I hope they explains. never, ever, ever say this in the film. I'm so glad oh, it was going they to. Sorry. I, I, I hope they do. And I, and I was telling Andrew this earlier, like it, it took me a while to get the idea, but thinking about it being in America, the way, you know, 1920s. They still call themselves wizards. They should call them magis then. <laughs> They're, Maybe they do call themselves mages and other weird things, and who knows, you know? Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I'm liking it. I, I have to hear it in real life because I was kind of like, madge, mage, you know, no madge. No so, madge, no magic, ooh. See, that's what I said. It's like, it's like no magic, ooh, whatever. Yeah. I, I really do, uh, Andrew, you mentioned this. I like the shot of uh, Serafina and the emblem behind her, which has mm-hmm. the American flag. As well as what looks to be an eagle, I'm guessing. Uh, so or the, a phoenix. Maybe? Yeah, a phoenix. Actually, yeah, you're right. It does look it like looks a like phoenix. there's a little fire because the in the previous previews we saw phoenixes in Mac USA. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a phoenix. But yeah, and and it sits there with the American flag. You know, this one this reminded me of the Capitol. The, at least what Serafina is wearing in the Hunger Games. Oh yeah, uh, with you're right. That that large and um extravagant piece of headwear seemed very capital like to me. It looks like something uh a female president snow would wear or 
I, I don't know. Just I, I, I thought you were going to call her coin at some point. <laughs> <laughs> She's the new coin. Oh yeah, President Coin is up on the dais. Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't say that you were wrong. Uh, I I would say that that's probably actually I I agree. It's very similar looking. And you know whose chair that reminds me of behind her? Dumbledore's. <laughs> oh, so man. I'm sure it's the actual chair that just. So <laughs> I really wanted to. Do, do we know anything about the personality of Serafina? Because looking at the picture, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping it's not someone I'm gonna hate like an Umbridge. That's no. a good question. Uh, well, my thing is okay. It's the 1920s, and the non-nomages are so uh progressive that they have elected a female and and uh person of color and as their leader and it's like it's so ridiculously 90 years ahead of where we are today in the US and i like so um what's the word so exaggerated and so i think she'd probably have to be a pretty badass leader like for that to happen um mm. and it, and it may just be my vision but it only seems like there's 30 stars on that One, phoenix. Two, three, four, five, six. I didn't mean for everybody to go count. <laughs> now we're all going to go. Now I'm curious. Um, six, 30. There are 30. And if somebody could uh, figure out what it says around the emblem. Magical Congress of... The United States of America, probably, yeah, yeah, that's what well, yeah, because that's that's what it, it says of the United States of America. That's what yeah, it says. so it is. It is only thirty stars, but still thirteen stripes. Well, uh, well how Alaska, many... Hawaii would not have been states. Yeah, at this how time. many states were? Uh... Everybody else should have been right. Yeah, Forty-eight. Maybe, maybe the 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 wizarding community didn't count some of the states as states yet. <laughs> Yeah, we won't accept you as states until you allow wizards to live in them. Well, maybe, Mexico. Yeah, well, the, maybe that's what it is. Maybe wizards just aren't there. Yeah, you know, what I mean? like be. In Dakota. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure country. there are still people there. Yeah. In, so <laughs> the the next significant scene. So we'll break this down by significant scenes. We see Tina entering Mac USA, mm. uh, which <laughs> that feels weird to say. Sounds like she's visiting an ATM. Yeah. Then we see Serafina, a close-up shot of her. She looks capital-like from the Hunger Games. Then we uh, see a close-up shot of Newt's suitcase being carried around. This is in between those titles Micah talked about. Then we see Graves. We talked about him. And then we see a scene that everybody, I think, really loved the most. It's this shot of Newt uh, and Tina standing at the door. And she asks what happened. And Newt says... Um, just a smidge. Just a smidge. The suitcase was <laughs> just open. A just a smidge. Everybody really liked that. Even Eric's email this morning, the subject line was just, just a smidge. Just a smidge. <laughs> it was nice to see Newt. I yeah, mean, it was, yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's probably, I mean, it's not just it, but like, yeah, it's mostly that's, that's what it is. That's what I want to see. Um, I kind of expected like, it could have just been him. Like, this whole thing could have been from his point of view and it could have been like, Mr. Scamander, welcome to the U.S. Right. You know, and him opening the doors of the Congress. Uh, I'm not sure what that accent is. I'll get back to you. Um, you know, but like, it, it was nice to see Newt and it, it's nice to see a little bit of humor coming from him. But essentially, uh, and I think what it is is in the scene, Porpentina asks him, Oh, the case was open. And he says, just a smidge. Um, I don't know if they're trying to portray him as like forgetful or aloof. But as a fellow Hufflepuff of his, I don't know that that 
bodes well <laughs> for for Hufflepuff respectability in the media. Um, I, I don't. That's not a real complaint. Um, I'm actually super excited and and glad that he can treat something of such heavy significance with a little bit of lightness. Mm-hmm. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded mm-hmm. me of Matt Smith or David Tennant as the Doctor. Because yes. in the next scene, he's chasing out with you know his wand out and everything, and I just instantly so I'm like, oh, Sonic screwdriver, like Sonic screwdriver, exactly. You know, it, <laughs> it, it was fun. You know, and, and you know he wasn't like super like worried about it. He was just like just a smidge, like he can handle it. Like you know, what I mean, like he was ready yeah. to, to do it. Now the the final shot is this quick glimpse, like Mikey mentioned of. Uh, Newt throwing a spell, presumably towards a beast. And we see Jacob, playing, played by Dan Fogler, behind him carrying the suitcase. Uh, Jacob, remember, is a nomad. And. A he, what? A nomad. <laughs> and he is, he is American. And, uh, as we previously heard, he's going to be the first significant nomad slash muggle character in the series. In the Wizarding in Harry Potter or Fantastic Beasts, I am excited for Jacob. I am. Yeah. Um. And and the I wanted to mention the synopsis that so that. I, yeah. Before before we go any further, do we know Nomad is for non magical person or is it the name for a squib? Because Jacob is obviously Nomad, but he knows about magic carrying the case. Does that mean he knew about magic already? Or um, I don't know, but I think he's in support. Unlike other characters in this film, there was something about but, was it? It was it was revealed somewhere that like the um, there is a s- section of the American public that knows about wizards, and that's why there's like picketing and stuff. Yes, I don't think I don't think it was just our speculation on the last Mogocast. I think there was actually like a confirmation that at some like the s- second Salemers, we already talked about that. I yeah. can't remember where it would have been said officially about like. There are muggles who know and distrust and dislike. They protest. We we saw them filming. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. Yeah. They were doing this exterior night shoot, and there was a protest happening, presumably in front of Mac USA. Uh, and they they said Second Salem, something about Second Salem. Something about. Yeah, I mean, maybe it, maybe Newt's beasts getting lo- loose uh, causes this uproar. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's definitely what but this plot is going to be. Again, I think it's a little quick if it's like all of a sudden the, the people are up in arms and picketing and stuff because of what he did. But I don't know. I like the plot is still open enough to me for interpretation where I'm like, okay, anything could happen. Yeah. So um, in this last shot, we hear somebody yell Mr. Scamander. And <laughs> when I first heard it, I thought it was Professor McGonagall. So did I. It totally <laughs> sounds like Professor McGonagall. <laughs> I really it did. Is. I, I, Guys, that was the first thing I thought. What if it is? What if it is? I mean, well, well, all right, let's go to Google, figure out how old is McGonagall. Could this work? <laughs> she would need to at least be... She was born in 1935, so no. Maybe it's her mom. Well, maybe it's her grandmother or someone, and it, it's... Never mind, I'm not going to go. Well, in uh, on Hypoble, we did this overanalysis article, and this writer, and she could be right, it may be Mary Lou... The leader of the Second Salemers. I I don't think so. Why would she know Newt? But well, who knows? They're, they're all going to become fast friends once he, he lets his beasts loose and they have an interest in preserving the city. Like, he's the, he's their go-to guy. The cool thing is, I mean, he's at least um, captured these beasts and put them in the suitcase once. So he can probably do it again, right? 
Right. Right. Yeah, he can't. You know, he's got to catch them all. So I, I think still like the magic though, the magic still works. The brandishing a wand still works. It's the familiarity, being able to see a character do this on the big screen is super exciting. And like when he opens the case and the roar comes out, Mike, you said that was like your top moment. That I agree. Like that's kind of, I mean, it just goes back to, uh, well, again, Prisoner of Azkaban when the housekeeper, uh, knocks on the door and the door opens and there's this roar and it blows her hair back. And then she's like, I'll come back later. Um, or the monster book of monsters scene, like any of that is like the magical part of Harry's world that is never paid much attention to because it's a Harry Potter story. But now maybe we'll get more of that. Maybe we'll get more of what you can do with magic and see new and interesting things that just weren't even factored into the Harry Potter stories. Yeah, well, I, I'm hoping for that. I'm ha- hoping for new and interesting things that, you know, we did not see. We didn't even take into consideration because, you know, it is a new story and it's a new thing we're focusing on. And overall, I liked how this trailer moved. I, again, I, I've watched this multiple times today. I love the music that I, there's probably a term for it, but the kind of the rushing sound that like that was, that was really exciting. Staccato? I don't know. And then, of course, the, the ending with the Harry Potter theme that I hope to never hear in a Fantastic Beast preview again. Never. <laughs> uh, one thing I did want to mention, though, and it could just be me looking for more, but when you saw the uh, in 2016 title come across the screen, to me, what was showing in the background reminded me a lot of Death Eater masks. Mm. Hmm. I'm gonna look at that. Again. And they had they had close up uh close ups of what I presumed were beasts, very, very close up of beast skin. Yeah, maybe the, maybe you're right. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was the skin of certain fantastic beasts. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And I mean, you know, another reason why we're not seeing much from this movie is because you know the special effects are not done yet. We're gonna oh, yeah. we're not gonna see that stuff for a while. Oh yeah. Although, although speaking of uh the masks and the Fantastical Beast logo and just kind of the text on it, I- I've looked at some of the uh 3D text there. The the you know, the um gloss from it and everything, it looks like the reflection is actually some type of beast. Mm. Like I'm sure they mapped a scale or a texture from one of Ooh. the main, you know, beasts that they're going to be showing on this in the story, just because if you look at it, it's such an interesting kind of highlight from lights and everything. Yeah, they, there's something hidden in there, and, which might be me looking too much into it. And, and I also think that these beasts are going to be very important to the to how this film is received by fans and critics. They have to look good. They have to be believable. They have to be whimsical i mean i think this is going to be the the most challenging part for them to pull off they have to they have to pull off a variety of creatures that are going to be intriguing that you're going to want to care about warner brothers consumer products is going to want to turn all these beasts into into basically modern day pokemon (laughs) you know there's going to be plushies uh, uh, there's a lot writing on how these characters look. Yeah, these... Fantastic Beasts, uh, world, uh, Wizarding World of Fantastic Beasts theme park. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we've heard actually before that well, part of the deal, I think, was, was Universal is going to do some sort of Fantastic Beasts expansion at some point. Well, makes sense. Yeah. Especially when you consider there's three films in the pipeline. And, uh, yeah. So. 
All right. Well, anything else to say about the trailer? We have some other stuff to talk about today. Uh, I have a, a tweet I want to read, and uh, Mikey, you'll appreciate this. It's from uh, a friend called uh, a friend named Ryan, and uh, his tweet is, "I love Star Wars too, and I'm gonna let y'all finish, but Fantastic Beasts is my Force Awakens." <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, you know, I, I can't right now. I'm just so pumped on Force Awakens, but at the same time, like, I, I don't I, know. Like, you, I just wanted to push that button. I couldn't like, resist. I'm, not... I'm so giddy this week. It's not, <laughs> even, like, it's not even funny. Like, I, I know. You have to understand. I took Thursday, Friday, and Saturday off to watch <laughs> over and over again. But I did the same thing for all the Harry Potter films and the book releases and stuff. So, it's you know, it's not like it's something I haven't done before. It's, it's, it's I'm amazing. Just... <laughs> Well, sold that this came out like today. Meanwhile, like I was in, I too was in Star Wars mode. I was like, Hey, this is the greatest thing ever. The world premiere was last night. People are saying favorable things about it. Not that I'm spoiling myself, but people are just generally fit. Patton Oswalt's tweet, for instance. Um, JJ did it. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then today this comes out and I'm like, this is also very, 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 very cool. Yeah, um, I know it's well, and you know what else came out that was really cool, and I know this is not related to either Star Wars or Harry Potter, but uh, the Independence Day, the new Independence oh, Day trailer. Yeah, I have really feelings good about too. that. Grandpa uh, Bill Pullman. <laughs> well, I won't go ahead and get into that, but like yeah. that came out at a good time. I was like, wow, that's really cool too. Like it made me excited for seeing that again. And, good, good uh, week yeah. to be bringing stuff back. Yeah, so it, it's a good week for all that stuff. Speaking of Harry Potter and Star Wars and. A, a new era for Star Wars. I wanted to ask a, a kind of a fun question with the movie coming out. I've been wondering, will Warner B- Brothers do something similar with Harry Potter that Lucasfilm and Disney are doing with Star Wars in, say, 30 years from now? So, of course, right now we're having prequels, just like Star Wars did a decade ago. Will we see uh Harry Potter set 30, 40 years in the future with Dan, Emma, and Rupert all coming back? And, you know, maybe there's a new, there, there's somebody out there who wants to, uh, continue on Voldemort's dream or something. I, I hope that never ever happens just so that something cannot be billed as like the next Harry Potter story again. The cursed child already tested my patience. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can uh, see, here's my thing. I can, we know Warner Brothers wants to do more Wizarding World stuff for, for the rest of the time. Cause obviously it's a very successful franchise. Um, but, uh, I think, I think Rupert would, Rupert would do it. He would come back as Ron. Emma, I think she would. It would take some convincing, but she would. But Dan, I really can't see him doing that. Although a lot of people probably would have said they wouldn't see Harrison Ford coming back either. <laughs> Can you That's guys true. see I, them coming back? Well, uh, you know, yeah. I don't think it would happen unless all three of them came back. I agree. They they would all have to be on board. Yeah. But think about it, like a story driven around Harry's kids and, and Ron and Hermione's kids. I don't know. It would be funny, but also like, I mean, in not, we'll already have this answer like 15 years from now to see what the trio looks like. <laughs> so we can uh, we can see how good the makeup was in, in DH part two uh, for the 19 years later scene. <laughs> um. It's That'll a cash cow. I, I think that's what it comes down to. And and if Warner Brothers thinks that they can make money off of it, then they're definitely going to do it. 
Well, it's more than that, though, which is that JKR still has to sign off. And this is the most brilliant thing she's she's doing now is she has. Complete well, no offense, creative. but what what kind of state is J.K. Rowling going to be in 30 years from now? I, I mean, hopefully well, and the, and she's still where, around. Well, and that's why I said, like I, I was t- saying it earlier, I feel like it might be like Star Wars because Lucas had nothing to do with this new the new Star Wars films coming out. And I mentioned that I don't even know if I said it on the show or we were just talking beforehand. A new one coming out like every year, different stories with different trilogies and different, you know, independent pieces of, of the you know of just the wizarding world. And even if J.K. Rowling didn't write them, you know, what if she sold off the film rights like Lucas did with Lucasfilm? He sold Lucasfilm to Disney. I don't think that's the kind of person she is. I don't think she's a Lucas. I read something about Robin Williams recently, which is that there's this uh, footage of him basically because he basically when he got on attached to Aladdin, he rewrote everything they had or they did around his new genie character. And there were these there's these long recording sessions of jokes that never made it into the film. And this article was about how Robin Williams has he willed it, uh, in in his last will and testament that that footage be held dormant for X amount of time. Uh, like basically Disney can't touch it. They can never release it as like, cause you, you could, you could, you could essentially see them do a brand new Aladdin movie with his voice as the genie using jokes that never made it into the first film. You could do that technically with that kind of stuff. And he, ne- he, he knew that that would just be crap. You should never, ever, ever do that. So I would hope that JK Rowling is the point I'm getting at. I would hope that she would make sure that there's a, serious amount of quality control behind everything because that's what's driving me to to theaters next year the fact that she wrote this so it's you you almost can't get more of a seal of approval than that yeah and and the i I won't lie also newt's uh um eddie's portrayal looks awesome but yeah i i i agree with you i've said before i think this is too big to fail at this point in terms of other stuff that may come out of the wizarding world I think J.K. Rowling has surrounded herself with people she trusts and will have her best interests at heart always. So it won't be a situation like, God forbid, the uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> I almost said Mockingjay. <laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird author, Harper <laughs> you Lee. Know what was weird? When you said that, I was like, oh, he said the wrong word. I was like, oh, that's doesn't he mean To Kill a Mockingjay? Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know. saw that movie, too, last week. Yeah. Know, it's, uh, it's stuck on the brain. Go set a Watchmen. The, uh, right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people say that was not good. And it's, it's because of, it's because yeah. the person yeah. who looks out for Harper Lee, Harper Lee's in bad health these days, reportedly, person who looks out for her just wants to make a quick buck. And it's really sad. So she yeah. kind of wrote that under duress, right? Or like refined it under it's it question. wasn't ready it was like the original version of to kill a mockingbird and then th- and then she wrote the you know the re- you know wrote something else i think a lot of it though depends upon not necessarily the success but how because we know it's going to be successful how jk rowling feels after these movies are released and if she wants to continue on i i really don't see a situation where she sells the movie rights at least not in the near future mm-hmm. right I, I think that she has shown her ability to still create within this world that we all have come to know and love and fantastic beasts is really one of those major first steps by putting something that's not traditionally potter onto the screen so uh, based on how she feels after all three movies have been released and if she feels you know that it's been a great success in her mind not i'm not talking financially 
then I think maybe she does continue to write and maybe it's pre Harry, maybe it's post Harry. I don't know, but I, I just wouldn't, don't think I'd want to see a situation where you have Dan, Emma, Rupert come back 20, 30 years down the line. I, I think if there are ways to incorporate characters that we've come to know already into other stories, that could be interesting. What if J.K. Rowling is in the movie, too? She plays a wise old witch who has, like, the answers to everything. She's Does like she the new Hermione. This? No. <laughs> All right. So let's let's move on. Um, w- You know, we weren't expecting this trailer. We only found out a few days ago that it was going to happen. Th- this Our December episode was going to be more of a look back at 2015, look ahead to 2016, catch up on some news. Something I want to mention briefly, the Los Angeles Wizarding World now has an opening date. It will be opening in April 2016, April 7th, to be more specific. They did something amazing um, the eve before announcing the opening dates. They lit up the castle and they sent a spotlight up into the sky that could be seen from all of Los Angeles. And I was on my way to dinner and I turned to my right. I told you guys on the show previously, I can, I can see Hogwarts from the freeway near my place. Yes. And I hop on the freeway and I see Hogwarts lit up and I'm like, what? It, like, it was absolutely insane. All these lights on it, plus that one spotlight shooting up into the air. It's like the Luxor light in Vegas. And I was just giddy and in shock. Like, I was freaking out because <laughs> I was like, why are they doing this? And then somebody reminded me, oh, they're making a big announcement tomorrow. And then, of course, it was the opening day. But it was so smart of Universal because everybody could look up into the sky. I mean, everybody could look up into the sky and see this light and be like, what is that? And then the next morning, they turned on the news. Oh, guess what? Universal announced the Wizarding World date. That's the light you saw last night, by the way. So it was really exciting. <laughs> and uh yeah so look forward to it (laughs) just me okay let's move on so it's time now to look forward to great andrew yeah i look forward to that (laughs) you look look forward to it you guys look forward to not visiting Uh, no i mean you know no you won't florida but gonna be out there in january yeah i mean let's be real the florida one will probably always be better but I'm excited because this one's really close to me. So, well, I just hope the butterbeer tastes to your standards. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> so let's look ahead quickly to 2016. Um, I was, I was thinking about we should do a year in review as well, but then I realized to do a year in review is actually to look ahead to 2016 because all the big announcements this year were really setting up a new era in Harry Potter. We have the cursed child. That big announcement that's coming up in June 2016. We have the first of seven illustrated editions that came out in October. By the way, hot holiday gift. That thing is sold out on Amazon.com, on BarnesandNoble.com. And so if you see a copy in stores, get it now because you won't be able to get it online before Christmas. I did get a copy. Oh, you did? Good. Did. did you like it? I've only paged through it. I think you know, I have a couple of weeks off uh, coming up. I might just you know take an hour or two and just read through it. and. Yeah. I know it's probably going to take me longer than that, but from what I saw, it's just, it's, it is really, really cool. Yeah. And then finally, we have Fantastic Beasts that opens in November. So really this year starts a lot of big things for the Harry Potter's fandom. Of course, Fantastic Beasts being the biggest because that's going to be at least three movies. 
Um, so in 2016, we have to look forward to The Cursed Child in June, Fantastic Beasts in November, The Chamber of Secrets Illustrated Edition, hopefully, Ooh. in, uh, you know, uh, around this time next year. And then I had some oddball uh, things to look forward to as well. Of course, J.K. Rowling's tweets. She really blew us away oh, this year, didn't she? Yes. <laughs> think of all the we think of a another full year of J.K. Rowling's fun tweets, making people making uh, or implying that people have small dicks. What else did she do? <laughs> That's the only one I remember. <laughs> um, about a thousand other things. Well, what she, was it? You were telling the story before we started recording about how she said she wrote the whole movie. You want to tell that story real quick? Oh, yeah. So um, somebody tweeted her earlier today saying, Joe, did you write that line about Newt uh, when Newt says... Just a smidge. Yeah, just a smidge. And J.K. Rowling was like, of course, I wrote the whole thing. <laughs> and I, that was good because I guess she was kind of implying that she... that. That kind of shocked me. Like, she really did write the whole thing. It's kind of hard to wrap your mind around. Yeah. Like, every little thing in the movie. But she's, yeah, her- she's very opinionated on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. about a number of different topics. But if you want, there's there's an article that I saw somebody post recently. I believe it was a Mashable article. It's, it's something along the lines of 25 times J.K. Rowling was a, a badass on Twitter. <laughs> and and it goes through not just this year, but but previous years, and and makes note of a lot of the things that she said, including uh, the the one that Andrew just mentioned, um, not about the movie, but about um, being able to yeah. find penis enlargement huh? supplements online. So, uh, <laughs> right. Actually, you just another don't expect that from Jake Rowling. You but, don't. Yeah, it's like it's like your mom saying that. It's just it's just weird. Well, that that guy called her mom, our mom, a very very bad name. <laughs> <laughs> she, they did. That's true. He did. He did. He totally deserved. Actually, yeah. an, another big one I just remembered is when she said, uh, somebody tweeted her about not getting her Hogwarts letter or something. And J.K. Rowling said, you guys, you were there. You all went um, to Hogwarts. Yeah, we all went there we, together. And people lost their minds over that tweet. I still can't find my mind <laughs> from that tweet. It's true. Yeah. So it's been for 10 years, though. <laughs> J.K. Rowling really has harnessed Twitter. I think, whether you're a Harry Potter fan or not, she's one of the greatest people on Twitter right now. She is open with the fans. She is honest. She is fun. She's insightful. It's just awesome. Love it. I have another one. Oh, Hmm? I was going to say, I don't know if this is where you're going, but her recent comments about Snape. Yeah, those were good, too. She she spent a whole day going in-depth on Snape, right? Yeah. Because cause, uh, I think she was trying to defend Snape because well, people well, are saying Snape's evil. And she was like, no, no. They, I think it was the opposite. They were saying he was good. And she's like, yeah, the whole point is it's a gray area. Like she had a, a lot of very interesting. What it was was something was trending where it was like Snape, good or evil was mm-hmm. trending. Um, yeah. And she was just like, why is this trending? I'm so uh, tickled that this is still trending. But here, here, let me give you the answer so that it's not trending anymore. Yeah, uh, um, but then she did a series of tweets, I want to say at least 10, discussing with fans Snape, and it was super interesting. So, um, another thing, now, th- this is kind of one of the, the curses of being so open on Twitter. She and Pottermore have promised over the past year or two that a Patronus test was coming to Pottermore soon, and it still isn't here. So, you know, of course, Pottermore did that big relaunch in 2015, and now it 
I mean, you can't even, I don't, you can't even get sorted anymore. They did say the sorting hat is going to come back at some point. Maybe it will come back with Patronus, but Pottermore and J.K. Rowling have now promised that multiple times over the past couple of years, and it's still not there. So, did, did the Pottermore enthusiast promise us that, Andrew? <laughs> the Pottermore <laughs> correspondent, you correspondent, mean? Correspondent, that, yeah, that mysterious yeah. figure on Pottermore.com? Yes. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Um, and then finally, as my dogs bark in the background, begging for the new Patronus test, um, the odds of an encyclopedia. Now, of course, we have all wanted this for so long, and we're still waiting for it. Is it going to be in 2016? No. I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> That's I, a guess. That's a guess. No. I, I, there's too much other stuff going on that, I, that she's working on, that she's a part of, and, and possibly, I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but to throw another thing in there would be a fourth Cormoran Strike novel that... Uh, could potentially be in the works and so i would love to have it i mean the hope would be that over the last couple of years that she would have been slowly piecing something like this together so that you know it's not something that we would think she has to write throughout an entire year or two years that it's all kind of being worked on behind the scenes but i would hope that at some point it would be released i i think we've talked enough about it but no uh, there is never enough talking about the encyclopedia. No, but I mean, anal- analyzing it and like how it was up on her site when it relaunched and then it got taken down. Right, and, right. Uh, she she shifted her focus over to Pottermore and she's just she playing mind games with us. I mean, th- how many years has this been in the making already? Oh, forever. Encyclopedia. Well, that confirmation on her official website came out in 2012. I remember sitting at Disney World. And you told me about it. I was like, <gasps> I pulled up my laptop in Disney World. I started punching away at the computer. <laughs> Encyclopedia confirmed. <laughs> so, um, I, I, you know, I've, I've previously speculated that she would drop it before the release of Fantastic Beasts to get the fandom revved up again. And I mean, we still have 11 months to go. So that theory it's isn't. Happened. It's out the window happened. yet. Yeah. Can we tweet at her? Can we ask her when's the encyclopedia? Yeah, ask her. Going to be released? Ask I'm going to do that. I'm That's at my, it, my job for the next uh, show. Can you sure please, can you do that like every week I from now so. until when it's released? Sure, why not? And here's what you do <laughs> to make it better. Reply to your previous tweet. So all the tweets are linked to each other and then you'll have like a hundred of them. <laughs> as long as you retweet. Sure. I'll start doing it too. I think we need a movement to make this happen. Yeah, I think I think if enough people start asking the question or retweeting, uh, she'll she'll respond in some way. <laughs> you think so? All right. Well, I hope she's so. already replied to you once. Isn't that another big J.K. Rowling Twitter moment? That was. I mean, I don't want to make it about me, but that was definitely the the my favorite J.K. Rowling tweet of 2015 when I made her blush. Yeah. Um. I had something else to say about the encyclopedia, but now I'm forgetting it. It's It's got to be, and I feel like I've been saying this for eight years now, but it's got to be soon, guys. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> all right, so I think I think that's all. Is that it? I, I have another uh, fa- so, just social fun, fun thing I saw on social today. Um, I'm really frantically searching for the origin of it um but after seeing the trailer a friend of mine on facebook remarked 
Um, can we talk about how the Fantastic Beasts movie is all about how Newt's commander, a Hufflepuff, is a particularly good finder? <laughs> which is a very Potter musical uh, sort of indicator thing. Yeah. So they were, they appreciated the reference being, being fans of both. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I think that's it. That concludes another year of MuggleCast. We'll be back next year. We kind of have big plans. We're thinking about some big plans. Visit MuggleCast.com. Check out that Patreon survey. We're very serious and really amping up this show, but we need your help to figure out what, what we should do. The survey will just take a couple minutes of your time and we'll really appreciate your help. Um, and we, like Eric said at the top of the show, we got some good feedback earlier. Mikey, thanks so much for being yeah. on. Thank you for having me on. I'm yeah. Excited to be here. Yeah. Mikey, it's always good. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Enjoy Star <laughs> Wars. World, world, you know, super excited. Oh, Enjoy man. Star Wars. You know what came up in my time hop the other day? The picture, your selfie that you texted me of you with your mouth open. When Disney made the announcement that they bought Lucasfilm, uh, you were probably. like, you know how excited I am? Look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Probably. Showed up on my lock screen. It was classic. Oh, I found my friend. It's uh, Annette Wilman. She said, oh, geez, who realized that Newt is a Hufflepuff and the movie's going to be about him being a particularly good finder? <laughs> so today, uh, Lumos Maxima got canonized and Starkid got canonized. So... It's, it's a good day for canonizing things. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you thank have a happy you. holiday. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2016. So much to discuss with Fantastic Beasts coming up. So much. So here's much. To, here's the more MuggleCast in 2016. Here's the more MuggleCast. Unless this is one of those episodes where between now and 2016, we get something new. I don't know. What? It's possible. What are you talking about? Like the More encyclopedia? News. Another it's, trailer. Like, oh, it's, no. oh yeah. it's true. All of it. The Jedi. Micah, go tweet J.K. Rowling right now about that. About that. <laughs> She's I'll probably asleep, it. though. Oh, yeah, you should do it. And yeah, schedule your tweet for like 3 a.m. Eastern. She'll just be waking up and sitting down to her morning tea. And I, I can wake up to her response, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello, Micah. <laughs> I'm blocking you. <laughs> Goodbye. Good day. Um. Please watch the fant- please shut up and watch a fantastic peace trailer. Can't you be happy? <laughs> Isn't Can that enough? Be- Are we ever truly satisfied? Yeah. All right, we'll uh, see everybody next week or next month in the new next year. Next year. Next year. For episode 287. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.